Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That is totally irresponsible parenting. Not according to the internet. Where on the internet? Dex, it's time for your bath. But I miss my show. Don't argue with me, young man. Just do it. This is our dad. I'm the professor. Yeah, he made us in his laboratory by accident. Don't worry, professor. I was an accident, too. You're my children, and I love you, but you're all terrible. Hello, and welcome to Geek Parenting Podcast. The podcast that my mother doesn't listen to because she doesn't know how. (laughs) We'll Uh, teach her. We'll teach your mom. I barely taught her how to use the remote. Oh, boy. It's been on the Spanish channel for 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Univision? Uh, Telemundo. Telemundo. Here is Watchtower. Yeah, we are at Watchtower Cafe, where they make the best geeky drinks and have the best geeky atmosphere for your coffee and your works. I just finished my Daredevil. Are you on edge now? Are you all amped? Yeah, yeah. This is like 13 for the week. Wow. I think I'm just pure Red Bull. And where can people find you, Mr. Nerdy uh, at I Home am, Dad? I am Nerdy at Home Dad, James Estrada. You can find me at Nerdy at Home Dad on the Facebooks, Twitters, and Instagrams. Uh, next to me is Johnny running the boards. Hi, everybody. He still doesn't have a <laughs> microphone. No. And you are? I am Mike Tuiasoa, or Tui, the human. You can find me at Watchtower Cafe, 1588 South State Street, making coffee for all the geeks and geeklings in Salt Lake. And uh, I'm here as well, Doctor of Peace on Instagram and Facebook, Dr. and uh, Sarah. Twitter, the real Sarah. And you'll find me at Watchtower at least once a week, drinking lots and lots and lots of coffee. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have returning with us our special guest, Mr. Brian Young. Thank you for having me. Oh, Thank and you for we being will have here. you. <laughs> this one's safe for work, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, mind my manners. So this one we're talking about Comic Con just wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Um, we had fun, mm-hmm. I think. I had fun. I, I, had, I had a lot of fun. I had to moderate a panel. People always ask me. If, oh. Sorry, I'm just going to hijack this. Sarah, thank you so much for your care packages at Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. oh yes. You're welcome. You're yeah. welcome. You know, I still have two bottles of rum I need to finish. Oh. Those, the survival kits got me through the speed dating. I, I <laughs> snuck in two flasks of whiskey on top of that for myself and Beth. So uh, we were having fun, to say the least. <laughs> People always ask, like, uh, after Comic-Con, if, if it was fun. And the last one, so Fanex and then this last Comic-Con mm-hmm. um, were the first, the, the, the Comic-Cons that um, we went to since Watchtower opened. And so we went to Comic-Con to work. Mm-hmm. So I, I, for me, it wasn't fun. It was work, but it was fun work. But man, it was like exhausted. It, it seemed like, like it seemed like everybody loved Jay Stormtrooper in a watchtower. Yeah, shirt. thank yeah. you for that. You were welcome. So James uh, let us borrow his like four foot tall uh, Stormtrooper, and we put a a watch a kids watchtower cafe T shirt on it. And uh, in fact, it, Lily he went saw viral, the picture. Man. Lily saw the picture and she goes, "Why 
is that stormtrooper wearing a watchtower shirt? That's just silly. It is. That's exactly <laughs> why. Yeah, I know. So my Comic-Con experience, I actually felt a little bit disconnected this year. And I think it's because I took Lily on Thursday. It was her first con, and she did great. Yeah. But I spent most of that day in KidCon. And we had a we had a Billy Boyd photo op, which we went out to go take it. And we were in line, and she's like, I don't want to do this. So I was like, I had to go. And Epic was really good and just switched me out for an, a photo op the next day. Um, but really, we were in KidCon most of the time having tea with the princesses. And, and so you were having adult tea. I was having tea adult tea. Yeah, I saw you on the Facebook page. I just had one. On I just Facebook had, page. I know. I was like, <laughs> all the kids like, were in the tea party. And, I'm like, and, and you're in the back drinking a beer. On the Comic Con <laughs> Kid Con video. I was like, that says oh, it there all right there. I'm with you. I'm you know, with you, I Dr. only had Sarah. one, though. I only had one that day. Mm-hmm. So. Those, those princesses were great. Valkyrie were. was in there for a while. I mean, Valkyrie's not old enough to, like, understand anything, but, like, she was sitting there having tea, and they were super patient. They have the patient of saints. Yes. I I, I I thanked them very profusely afterwards and asked for a card because Lily really kind of just dominated that tea party. Do they party do while like we that tea party and princess stuff every time? Have they I think done they that? Do. Uh, they've, they've done it the past three times. That's a really yeah. cool idea. Yeah, that she did, and she got her face painted by Tinkerbell. She was very happy about that. I mean, those oh. were the kind of the two things she was really excited about. Princess tea parties here. Yeah, we should. We need to. That's a great we idea. We talked about it. Remember Princess Deadpool we did. and Princess. Yes, let's do it. We need to have a little, okay. a little tea party for kids. Let's let's I think that'd be do fun. that. But uh, Princess so Deadpool that. and she actually she got really upset when Jay went into the wizarding thing and she was like, <laughs> I want to go with Jay. And so we kind of like snuck in. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't have a thing. Can she just follow him? Because I don't want <laughs> to have to deal with a tantrum right now. So she uh, she went and climbed the thing with Jay and. Did the yeah, that, was, that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. That whole little wizarding school. They had uh, that sword in the stone at the very end that you try to pull out. Yeah. And I was just laughing because, Jay, when we went down to the Comic-Con offices to take coffee and cookies, yeah. uh, they had that just out in one of the rooms. And Jay's trying to pull the sword out. And he's, like, standing on the rock, like, full body weight trying to pull that sword out. <laughs> and he was so pissed. Like, the whole, like, when we left Watchtower, he's yeah. like, they cheated. They like glued that sword <laughs> in or something. I, I don't know how anybody could do it. And then he saw or the stone at Comic Con. That's what oh, I told him. I was like, or you need to work worthy. on some stuff. Maybe clean your room. Maybe you know, <laughs> maybe pick up those Legos and you'll be able to take what out a great that sword. Motivational. Yeah. Do you want to pull did the sword? Did he do that? No. Do you want to be king that. of England? Yeah. She and she and Jay went into the TARDIS, and I don't think either of them wanted to come out. Yeah. They Jay both wanted the to fly away. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah, no, some of the best pictures weird. I saw from because I was on panels the whole time. I didn't get a whole lot of that interaction at KidCon with the kids, but like the best video I saw was Valkyrie in that little mini kid TARDIS. Yep, like she just kept locking herself in. <laughs> yep. yeah. it's the That's funniest what, thing in the world. They're like TARDIS. I want to stay in the TARDIS and be a Time Lord. I didn't really see much of anything at Comic Con because we were so Comic Con asked us to. Um, partner with them and, and run their speed dating this year. Uh, there were some, there are stories from past Previous, speed dating yes, I've events. Heard them. And that's a long story, mm-hmm. but but we went in like not knowing what we were doing. We've we've run some some speed dating events here at Watchtower. Were you expecting it to be on the scale that it was? I, I don't know what I was expecting. It was like it was just a, a crazy rush like the entire we didn't have enough time to prep mm-hmm. uh, and so it was just kind of like ah you just wing it right that's how yeah. that's how watchtower open like we're still winging it <laughs> you just kind of jump in head first not knowing how to swim and you figure it out you guys were great on the so, video game panel though oh yeah that was a, a really good panels. panel yeah 
We had. But you I, was, and I, I wanted to say that the, <laughs> I, I I saw friends in passing while we we're sitting yeah. at the speed dating room. So I saw all my friends. I didn't I get to see by everyone. repeatedly. And I was gonna say like the it was kind of cool because I I saw Jar Jar the Jar Jar backpack first, <laughs> and I was like, that's, that's gotta, gotta be, be Brian. Brian. <laughs> he turns around like man, that's like. The, the most gangster backpack of, and like <laughs> yeah. no one else could pull off a Jar Jar backpack like Brian. Nope. Mm-hmm. No, we had so our panel we had together was ridiculous because I so I had to take Jay with a friend to find or I had John to find a Cena. friend so he could go to a John Cena panel and I ran to the wrong panel room on the literally other side ran. of the literally ran because I had like two or three minutes to get to the panel. Uh, I run to 255F. Because I'm like, oh, that's where all my panels are. This could be fine. I go in there, and I don't see a Tui, and I'm like, what the hell? Uh, so I ask the volunteer. I'm like, hey, isn't this supposed to be the video game panel? They're like, they look at me like I'm the idiot, because I was. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is uh, whatever that panel was. Yours is over there. And I was like, ugh. So I had to run, had my backpack, uh, get into the room, and I'm just sweating and gross. Sit down, take a drink. Is this when you were dressed as Oscar the Grouch? No. <laughs> that would have been the best. <laughs> Running There's nothing like Oscar the Grouch booking it across just one side. I love trash. <laughs> uh, but no, so I, I sit down, and then everybody, like, I catch my breath, and everybody's like, Hey moderator, how are we starting this? And I'm like looking around, like yeah, moderator. And everybody, then I see everybody turn and look at me. Well, the thing is, so this is what really happened. We got there first. I, I was like the second person that got there, and no, we were asking like, who's the moderator? Who's the moderator? Nobody knew. And since you weren't there, we're like, I think James is going to be the moderator because he's late. <laughs> it happens to me every time. Like whenever there's not, whenever I'm positive I'm not the moderator, <laughs> I get to a panel and they're like, who's the moderator? And I'm like, I, it wasn't me. And they're like, well, who's going to do it? Surprise! Uh, yeah, I guess I'll do it. Which is fine. It's easy. Well, and it, 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 you did a great job, by the way, James. But it was it was, it was one of those things where, job. like, because everybody else was like, oh, yeah, I looked on the website, and you were tagged as the moderator. It's like, <laughs> who checks the website yeah, for right. their schedule? I use the app. And, yeah, the app doesn't tell me if I'm the moderator or not. So It's all right, because towards the end of the panel, someone else became the moderator. And I didn't care. And, which is fine. Was, I got up there, and I was like, oh, I didn't know I was moderating. Okay, let's get started. Yeah. But it was good. I, I enjoyed that panel a lot, and I think the audience did too. I think I needed that care package the most yeah. at that panel because I was just. I'm just glad Jocelyn. So uh, Jocelyn from from Geek Therapist podcast showed up yeah. with two beers in her hand, and then she looked at me from the audience like, "You want one?" I uh-huh. said, "Yes." <laughs> where Thank was you, mine? Jocelyn. You were late. That's where yours was. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so for me, I was on four panels. Th- which I thought all went pretty good. Only four? Only four, Mr. Luxury. Ryan <laughs> <laughs> had like 27? 19. Oh, Nine, that, it was close. What, what, which panel, Brian, for you stuck out as like, maybe the most fun or the um, most uh, meaningful? I got, to, I got to ask questions of Famke Janssen, oh, which was right. like awesome because at the beginning she was like, yes, I totally need you. And at the end she told me I was wonderful. Uh, so like... I've never had a lady tell me that. <laughs> and can you imagine Fonka no, so that Johnson was, telling yeah, you it that? Was, it was like one of those things where, like, GoldenEye is probably one of my favorite James Bond movies. Yeah. I love Jean mm-hmm. Grey. I love the X-Men. And, and I've crammed so much to, like, do a good interview with her. And I think it went well. That one sticks out, obviously. But uh, I think the Star Wars Trailer Park panel oh. we did. Oh, I missed that one. That I really a, wanted to go. 
we did we did two hours. It was a two-hour cool. panel, and I I tracked down at, like just about every Star Wars trailer I could find from 1976 to current. And I had like Pablo Hidalgo from Lucasfilm. I wish I could have been and some other people there on the panel. Um, and we just talked about the trailers That's and like cool. where we were when they came out. And Pablo was working there through um, the prequel era. So when we got to the prequel era, it was like, oh, actually, this is interesting. We chose this piece of music here for this because That's you know. Awesome. And he just went and talked about that. But part of it too was just like getting pumped up about Star Wars all over again. Those trailers yeah. are really remarkable for that. James was telling me like. Somehow that they'd ended uh, him and, and Jay have ended er, ended every panel every night in one of my panels. Uh, so like they ended up having to go home and watch Star Wars. I don't uh, know, James. Because the Star Wars nice. on the mind. Yeah. yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Sorry, I had to go turn on a video game. Good. See, I, I didn't spend much time in the Grand Ballroom this year, I, uh, which I did last year because of course Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan and all my big Marvel fandoms were here mm-hmm. but um well, they took Mar- mark hamill out of it so you didn't yeah. need to go in there well <laughs> i didn't go to that because i had lily with me and i knew that that noise of noise level would be we'd yeah, be done. Let's get her some princess leia yeah. like head but um i went to mostly most of the small little panels and i really well, i went to the one with amy that amy did on the disney parks oh amy yeah and Holly were on that one and i loved that one i got to meet philo barnhart which for anybody who's a big Disney geek, you'll know him. He worked on The Black Cauldron and The Little Mermaid yeah. and Beauty and the Beast. So for me to meet him at the end was just like, oh, I'm meeting Aww. one of my favorite Disney animators. You kind of bring that up. The thing I love about Comic-Con the most is like the people that come in from out of town, like mm-hmm. Amy, who's my co-host on Full of Sith. and Matt Martin was there. And Matt Martin from the Lucasfilm Story Group mm-hmm. and, and Holly, who's my co-host on Fothentic History. And like they bring a lot of really cool people in yeah. and they they can talk a nerdy game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that one, the Disney Parks panel, really stood out for me. Um, I actually walked in on the Nicholas Brendan Emma Caulfield panel at the mm-hmm. last few minutes, and I was actually astounded um, by how funny they both were. Um, I, I was a big fan of Buffy when it was on, and um, Nicholas Brendan was very, very open about his, his mental health issues and his depression, and I thought that was just very moving that he was so open and so willing to talk about it and say, if you need help, go get help. So that was really a standout moment. But a geek show, that that's just, uh, you know, I love those guys. And yeah. that so panel always cracks me up. Again, I like, I, so bad laughing. I only saw people as they passed by the speed dating room because mm-hmm. I was chained there the, the entire, except for my panels. And uh, I, was, I was standing around registering people for speed dating. And then I, I get this big hand on my shoulder and I turn around and it's, it's Shannon Barnes and he's holding up a trophy he's like Tui they we won, won Family feud. feud I was like I knew you could do it man I always believed in you but they lost bad or good movies bad descriptions which was uh, sad yeah. but they only I, lost by one point I don't think I would have seen any of those guys if they like Carrie was on a couple of Star Wars panels with mm-hmm. me yeah. and then we did the awkward celebrity encounters panel which is me Jimmy Shannon and Carrie uh, and that was and always funny with which is weird because Carrie and I were like do people really want to do this panel this is weird like like, I don't know. Like It's got to be one of they, the most popular. They turned away like 100 people yeah. at the room. Wow. But if it weren't for those panels, I don't think I'd have seen those guys either. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then you had the uh, Adventures in Podcasting panel, too. With yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Which that was, was fun. Really Did you guys see anything on the vendor floor that really caught your eye this year? I never stepped foot on the vendor you floor. You didn't get to go on the vendor Not floor at all? Not one foot. I, I got to see it. I um, So I went into to the green room a couple mm-hmm. of times just to just grab to sodas. And I could look out. And look at all the people like ants. I missed it largely, too. And I was really upset that I heard, like, Jim of Food was there. Mm. And, like, that guy, I love his art. And I would have bought something if I'd have realized he was even here. I don't know. Like, 
Well, that's my favorite part of the the vendor floor is Artist Alley. Yeah, and, oh yeah. And, and I, whatever like, comic book I could book spend artists. so much money on art. See, yeah. and I was I oh. was impressed with myself. I only spent sixty dollars this year. Yeah, oh, I, on, I only spent about eighty. That was so. only on the John Cena photo op. Nice. Oh, I, I did split. get so. Wait, <laughs> 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 um, so my kids. We uh, when Stranger Things came out, mm-hmm. it, I watched the first episode and I was like, "Nope, I'm stopping right now. This is going to be our family show." And we all, me and all the kids, we we all watched, binge watched the whole thing. And so when um, Millie Bobby Brown was announced, they, the kids like they they get excited for celebrities, but I think it was, it was the most excited I've seen them for any celebrity mm-hmm. at, at any Comic Con ever. So I was like, you know what? For autographs, forty bucks. I, I'm just gonna surprise them and. Oh, and get them nice. an autograph. So I, I uh, got them an autograph. I tried to get them a, a photo op, but they were sold out by Aww. the time I, by the time I decided that. But they got to meet her and like. And I don't really care a whole lot about the celebrities, but it was yeah. fun watching them. I love watching the people interact with them at the tables. Like I'll just and they sit there all, and just they're watch. so in love. Yeah. My my teenage son is uh, the, the Hylian. He's like super in love with her now. And then mm-hmm. the unicorn shadow wants to be an actress. Yeah, it's it's kind of kind of cool. I got to meet Danny Trejo, and he was just like it was only a few seconds, but he actually took the time to sit there and talk to each person for you know thirty seconds and give everybody a hug or handshake. He was just so gracious. And, and Slappy got an amazing photo yes. off. Yes, best photo, photo ever. Um, I didn't get to go and check mo- much of that stuff out myself because mm-hmm. I was so busy, but I did go down there because um, James Arnold Taylor was here, and, yep. and he's the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi on Clone Wars, and I've been covering Clone Wars as a journalist, so like James as a person while the show was going on, I was talking to two, three, four, five times a season, seeing him right. at every con, every and press event. And he crashed full of Sith panel, too. Yeah, he did. Um, and he's the best Obi-Wan. He, well, <laughs> and it was voice. funny because I brought Anakin over. Um, he'd met Anakin a couple of times, but I brought Anakin over because Anakin was like, I want to see... I, James is cool and all, but I'm really just interested in Phil Lamar because he was Hermes Conrad. Mm. And, My man witch! <laughs> and uh, so we went over there to say hi to James Arnold Taylor, and he comes around the table, gives me a hug, gives Anakin a hug, and then just proceeds to only talk to Anakin as Obi-Wan. <laughs> and Anakin's just like, Anakin's a big, awkward, like, 14-year-old, and he's like, I have no idea how to process this. Like, <laughs> it's just because of all the stuff he's seen in Vietnam. Yeah. That's, oh that's Anakin's thing. Like, anything, no. he's... He's got this weird obsession with the big Lebowski, too. Like, he's trying to convince me to dress up as Walter Sobchak for Halloween to his dude. (laughs) And he wants Scout to be Donnie. Oh, it needs to happen. I'm like, I don't think this is going to work. And he's like, it'll totally work. All you have to do is just tell Scout to shut the F (laughs) (laughs) up. Do you cosplay, Brian? Not really, no. Have you ever? Um, so my only time at a convention where I dressed up was Star Wars Celebration 1. I paid for this elaborate, like, new Phantom Menace-style Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, mm. Jedi robe. Nice. And it was really cool, but that convention was a disaster in just about every way. It was a big outdoor festival, but it was snowing and raining. Oh. Um, in the middle of May in Denver. Weird. Yeah, I know. It was, it, was, it was bizarre and awful. It was just a bad experience. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather be comfortable at these than in costume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I haven't since. And, I mean, conventions now, I'm working. I'm either as a panelist or as right. a journalist. Yeah, so time. showing up in costume is not is helpful. It, to is it faux pas to, like, for a journalist or press to show up in cosplay? I think it is. Yeah, is it tacky? Um, I think it is. It, I, I feel like it's kind of one of those... Uh, usually if you see 
uh, people with press credentials and they are cosplaying. Yeah. They're YouTubers who are trying to do a video with uh, celebrity, yeah, mm -hmm. and it's something it's that, thing. and then they get irritated that the celebrity's like, "No, I don't want to do your video. You look crazy." <laughs> yeah, no, and I don't know. Like, I, it's uh, it's something I'm not terribly into. Scout's kind of into it in sort of like the like the bounding sort of sense, where she's not actually dressing up as characters from Five mm -hmm. Nights at Freddy's, but she's picking color schemes and accessories. Like, she's obsessed with Foxy, mm. so she's got fox ears and a foxtail, which I'm told should be troubling to me but <laughs> she has fun doing that um, what should be troubling is that she thing. likes Five Nights at Freddy's so much because that game freaks the hell out of me she's, she's never, never played, played it. it it's so bizarre she's never played it like she just watches YouTube videos of oh. other people playing it it's like Jay with Minecraft he's oh, never played God. Minecraft but he can tell you no? all about it no really and he can tell you all about it because oh. of those because <laughs> of those YouTube kid videos oh the yeah. stupid YouTube kid videos don't even get me started yeah but Anakin Anakin doesn't really cosplay, but he wants to build some armor. Mm. Um, Should get him in like armor. the so Mandalorian I. mercs or mm. something. He wants the armor. He wants is a clone. I think it's clone. I think his name's Keeley, mm. and he was in one episode. And it's funny because clones clone armor like ranges in price, and the more accessories and the more like personalized the clone, the more expensive it is. And uh, Looking up the clone, he's chosen the most expensive no, clone of course there he is has. to produce. Of course he has. Yep. Um, but he's got this cool red thing. He was the uh, clone commander for uh, uh, Jedi Master uh, I'm a Gundy, uh, which is actually just a sort of mash of words that mean I'm going to die because he was only in one episode. Uh, but he was, on, he was on Ryloth in the Ryloth arc in the first season of Clone Wars, and I have no idea what attracted Anakin to that clone, but he's been crafting armor in paper mache like his practice. That's cool. That's awesome. That's so really he's cool. ready to do Pepcura, because that'd be the easiest way to go is Pepcura. I want him to just stop uh, growing, and then I'll figure out how to make it. Oh, no, like, uh, he's tall. Yeah. Yeah. If you do Pepcura, it's all just paper model, so you just make it out of paper, and then you can fiberglass on the underside, and then pick the paper off, then you have a completely fiberglassed uh, outfit. Why don't you take him as your Padawan, because yeah. I'm useless with my hands. <laughs> oh, I, I cannot do the paper models. I tried once, and I threw my paper model out the thing. That's why all of Jay's costumes are all just old t-shirts that I just sew <laughs> stuff onto and call it good. Cosplay on a budget. Yep. <laughs> which was one of the panels that was on. It was. Which that was, I was a fun one. I was surprised how many people were there because... But that was an awesome... How can you be surprised this is Utah? Like, hey, we <laughs> want to do something awesome with no money. Yeah, right. That's, That's a good yeah. point. That's a great point. That's true. Well, I thought... Well, the one thing I thought was funny was, like, my biggest, like, applause line was when I said that my favorite things to work with are cardboard and duct tape. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was like... No, nobody should be applauding that because that is like the crappiest way to make costumes. No, that's awesome. <laughs> Your cosplay dad panel was really good too. That's that's where James. That's came why I wore Oscar the Grouch. Uh, that's pretty awesome. That and then the toxic machismo panel. Oh. <laughs> which I don't know why I wore it. I wore it to that one because I told Danielle from Hello Sweetie that I would wear it because mm -hmm. she's like Oscar's my favorite. Wear it to our panel. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> then she's giving you like weird googly eyes the whole time. I took it off like right okay. away. I was like, "Yeah, this is too hot to be up here, so I'm gonna take this off." Well, I was on the. I, I met some of uh, my fellow business owners in the in the comic book industry uh, on the on the Killing Joke panel, oh. which was cool. Well, maybe not business owners, but I, I met 
Uh, the owner of the nerd store, Charles. I want to go down he's, there one of these cool days. Dude. I haven't been down there yet. And then uh, a dude that works at Dr. Volts that I'd never met before. Andrew? Andrew. Yeah, I'd never met him. Guy has an encyclopedia of everything. I learned that on the panel. He's great. Yeah. <laughs> you moderated that one, right? Who? What? You moderated that no, one? Oh, I, I thought not. you moderated that no, one. No, I have no business moderating oh. did a you, panel like that. Did you bring uh, bring up Mark Hamill's comments about the chilli- killing joke from his panel? I didn't go to Mark Hamill's panel. I was working here. Did they talk about it? Um, no. It was more of a panel. I, I didn't realize this until I got there. I thought it was about the book. But uh, it was about the adaptation. It it was about Mm. the differences between the film and (laughs) which need to be talked about. Um, Yeah, and what what were his comments? He was uneasy with the whole thing. Good was he? I was uneasy with the movie too. (laughs) Well, like, and he was saying like the way he wanted to do it. He wanted to do just an audio audio recording of the the script of the book itself. Because then, because he was saying uh, you would just you'd be able to read everything through. Without having to like do any That's kind of edits or anything killing, like that. Mm-hmm. Killing joke brings me to a question I actually want to ask you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, at what point do you start letting kids read that kind of stuff? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've actually like put killing joke in front of Anakin yet. And he's fourteen. He's probably old enough. It's probably about the age I was. But like stuff like I, w- I would I, with killing joke. I would probably say fourteen, fifteen, um, just because of the. Uh, underlying themes of the story, like when when you have uh, sexual abuse issues or things right. like that, you know, I don't want to expose Jay at such a young age to that kind of storyline. Like he saw a commercial for the Killing Joke, the uh, Blu-ray, and he's like, "When can I watch it?" I was like, "Not until you're old enough to In watch a Deadpool." Decade. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm like, really liberal about like what I let my kids watch and read. And the cut, the, this is one of the things that I talked about on the on the panel was that the the killing joke was actually the first comic book that i owned i was way too young to be reading it and um yeah but a lot of it went over my head i didn't realize like the rape implications Mm -hmm. of barbara gordon when i was when i was first reading it and then as a parent because i was like i had all these memories of you know this joker comic book i i let my kids read it probably when they were too young i think they were like 12 and 13 when they read it but I, I don't know. They're, they're not psycho killers yet. And I, well, I'm kind of on the, the where if, if you think your kids can sit down and talk with you about it. And that's what I do. And that's why I'm so liberal with what point. I let them watch mm-hmm. and read. Because we always, I never, they, they never watch anything or read anything without a discussion afterwards. Mm-hmm. And we talk about it. And so I can kind of help them with anything they don't yeah. understand or that might be difficult or, or yeah. weird. Yeah, I mean, I guess I try to watch some of that stuff with them. Yeah. I don't think I'd let them watch The Killing Joke. I'd be on the fence with letting them read it now. I mean, I guess the thing is, is uh, I look at the stuff my parents were letting me watch mm-hmm. at that age. or Like, at 14, there was it was like no holds barred. Like, there was nothing yeah. off the table I couldn't watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, I was watching RoboCop when it, when it came out, and like, in 87 yeah. or so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that movie was rated X for violence originally. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if I want my kids to watch that at 7. That's ridiculous. Like, what, where the See, hell are my, my And my husband and I disagree a lot. It's like, we were wa- I can't even remember what we were watching, but it had some gore in it. And he's like, Lily shouldn't be watching this. I'm like, she's, she's just sitting. She's playing on her iPad. She's like, yeah, we still shouldn't be watching this while she's here. And I well, can't remember what it was. It was on, it was like on TNT or FX or something. I, I feel like... Um, we we kind of talked about this with the video games panel. Yeah. 
how if you are an active parent and you're talking to your kids about these things, mm-hmm. I'm not saying like sit down and let them play like Grand Theft Auto for 40 hours <laughs> and, yeah. you know, but if they understand what's going on, then they kind of are I, more equipped to deal with it. It was one of those things where like uh, Anakin, I showed him last year for the first time, The Big Lebowski, and it was a big deal. Oh, we watched yeah. it together mm-hmm. and like that kind of took over his brain. Um, and then the other movie from that era, I really loved the comedy of for the same reason was Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, do I show him this? And I was talking like Patty was just like, no, you can't show him that. When yeah. I was when I was his age, we were using that as a to do list. You know, not, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't yeah. think Anakin's yeah, yeah. going to be like that. And she's like, no, you can't. But finally, like just this last week, we sat down to watch it with him. And it was like we were talking about the context of like who Hunter S. Thompson was and what the yeah. 70s were like. And. And it's still hilarious, but I think him getting the context and the the guidance made that, the difference. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like that's what we always preach: is know your kid. Like there there is no manual for what age is appropriate for, you know, mm-hmm. watching certain things. It's really about your parenting style, what you're okay with, and what you know, you're okay went, with your kids seeing. You know, I went seeing. to the Nightmare on 13th booth because they had their big booth there, and I went and talked to the to the girls who were sitting there. I'm like, every time we drive by Nightmare on 13th, Lily wants to go. And I'm like, that might be really scary for you. And so I went, and I actually talked to the ladies. I said, look, do you, you know, my kids, she's four years old. She's really into the Halloween stuff. She, every time we drive by 13th, she's excited, and she's talking about the, the haunted things that she's mm-hmm. seen. And they're like, you can always bring them, and we have ways to get you out if, yeah, if it's too sure intense. For sure they do. Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to jump in. I'm a haunted house veteran, much mm-hmm. as Corey mm-hmm. is. And we had a thing with younger kids like that. I think they would give them a glow stick uh, so we could see them coming. And if the kid said, boo, you backed off. Yeah. That's, and that's and that made idea. it a lot easier for them. Yeah. So, like, Lily loves horror. She loves Halloween. She is morbid. She loves skeletons and skulls. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I'm still not going to let her watch, like, Deadpool at this point. Most because she's got a yeah, potty yeah, mouth yeah. already. She doesn't need to learn any more like swear my, words. I took Anakin to Deadpool. Yeah. But he's older. He's 14? He's 14. He was 13 when it came out. Yeah. I got a lot of flack, actually. The Geek Show guys Did were you? like, why would you take your 13-year-old to that? I got a lot of that? flack, too. I took all my three teenagers. So I took uh, my, um, Unicorn Shadow was 12, and then Hylian was... Uh, thirteen, and then uh, the guinea kid was. I would, I would was take a thirteen. 15. I would take a thirteen year old. And I took but them. We would have the discussion. But we had know? a talk before and after. Like you know, this is what you're gonna see. This is what you know. Okay, but probably gonna be in there. And I then, mean, I'm thinking about Deadpool. I'm like there is nothing really, really, really awful in Deadpool. I mean, really, the worst. I, I think what people think is the worst is, is the the sexual Which, the calendar but, girl but sequence. In that the discussion we had w- with my kids was like here are two consenting, consenting adults, adults yeah. mm-hmm. ha- that love each other very much and have a healthy sexual relationship. Even the violence in Deadpool for me wasn't extreme. I mean, the violence in Daredevil. The, you know, the Netflix violence. series is, is more extreme than what was in no, Deadpool. Yeah. No, when Daredevil, when Daredevil started, like, we watched the first couple of episodes as a family. After episode it's two, intense, man. after episode two, Scout just opted out. She yeah. was just like, was this needs more friendship. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was honestly her review. She's like, Daredevil needs more friendship, yeah. but I'm going to go. Compare any scene in Deadpool to the car door scene in Daredevil with Kingpin no. smashing that yeah, guy's head. Seriously. It's way more violent than, than Deadpool hardcore. ever is. So. And I did let my kids watch Daredevil as well, but oh. we watched it as a family. And like I said, I mean, you have I'm not. I am too. not a gauge for any, um, you know, any well, like parent, it, any good like. I saw my first rated R movie when I was like three or four. We watched Nightmare on Elm Street. But my, this is my philosophy is because I'm re- I'm going back to when I was a kid, but watching RoboCop way mm-hmm. too young, watching Predator, way like all young. these. I would watch these movies 
at an age that I was way too young to be watching them. But, so are we but being held to a higher standard than our parents were? I feel like oh, I yeah. turned out okay, yeah. and I feel like I'm just fine, and I feel like that maybe we're just a lot more conservative now as a society. Well, and this is, uh, speaking of Halloween movies, like specifically Predator, like two years ago when the kids were uh, 11 and 12, I kind of wanted to curate them all of the best like Halloween movies yeah. together and so we did like it was interesting to see which ones they responded to but we watched like all four Alien movies and Prometheus we nice. watched the thing well actually like it was interesting to see which ones they tuned out of like Scout really loved the Hammer Horror like Dracula like the really talky Dracula movies mm-hmm. and Anakin was kind of bored by them but like the thing Anakin was totally into, and as soon as the dog had that transformation in the thing, Scout was like, "This movie's not for me," and knew that she could leave and not mm-hmm. like yeah. be judged for that. Yeah. And right. we we talk about all of those Halloween movies. I should do that again this year, but no, it that's, was. That's it was a, a I think we'll do that too. But that we have that rule too. Like I, I'm never gonna force my kids to watch anything. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't have to watch anything that we're gonna watch if if it's. Too scary for you? Well, you don't want to? And then just we, clockwork well, while we were at Comic-Con, I told Lily, I said, there might be some costumes that are scary. You don't have to look at them. You can you can turn away. You can say, Mom, I don't want to look at that. Huh. That's scary. And there was one in particular, and I can't remember what it was, but it was the guy had posted on the Comic-Con webpage, and it's a really awesome, big, kind of skeleton-looking thing. And Lily saw that. She goes, she goes I don't want to go near that. Yeah. I don't want to buy that. So we turned around and went the other way. So, I mean... Kids are different. Kids can change their mind even in an instance as to something right. they like, something they don't like. So you just got to follow their leads. Well, I think it's time to end this episode, what? this conversation. Well, we about turned Comic-Con into a, that's okay. a parenting guide to movies, which is... That's okay. Which, I could but talk about fine. that all day. I know. I could, too. But, yeah, in recap... I blame myself. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. Darn it, To recap, Comic-Con was amazing. It was. It was fun. It was fun being on panels. It was fun moderating for the first time. Hopefully, we'll have Dr. Year. Sarah on there with us next yes, year. Yes, I'm hoping so. And I had fun, like, matching geeks with each other. Yeah. I'm hoping to try and write a book on geek leadership that'll also maybe get picked up for the panel as well, so... Hopefully someday. Put that thing back where you found it or so help me. Let's get dangerous. Because I said so. Here's some money. Go see a Star War. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.